All right, all right. Melanated family. What's up, man? This is your brother Harrison. Brand new episode of the Melanated Combo Podcast. I am so happy to be back for another week. We have a brand new guest on the show today. I'm excited. Anytime I get to interview a woman, right? A woman in our community who has committed herself to our struggle, who has a great understanding of what we go through and what we need and where we need to go. I'm always excited. So it's going to be a great show today. On the show today, I got the sister Priestess. Pri Priestess. Say, say it for me again. I'm sorry. Priestess. Priestess. Priestess Stephanie, but she goes by Priestess, and she has an organization called Ancestral Favors. I've seen some of this sister videos, and really, a lot of what I do is, is connecting myself to like-minded individuals. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, and I'm just observant to all sides of our struggle. I listen to people who be on bullshit. I listen to people who are revolutionaries. I listen to people who are like rebel rousers who just talk shit <laughs> on the internet. But I gain something from all of them. And what I need everybody to realize is if we're going to defeat this system, if we're going to put our people in a position that we become more advantageous and we do things the right way, the goal is connecting with like-minded individuals so we can move the needle. So I'm so happy to have this sister on the show. How are you doing today, sister? I'm phenomenal. How are you? Good, 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 good. Good to have you on. Like I said, I was watching some of your videos and, you know, just inspired by the energy that you was putting forth with these <laughs> kids, you. right? I'm <laughs> like, get it, girl. Shit, tell them. Because I, I think I'm, I'm not a, um, I'm more of a mellow kind of individual. <laughs> like if I go in a room full of people, I'm never going to be the loudest person in the room. But the energy that, that I display on my show and that I put across to my audience is based on my passion. Like my biggest passion, of course, is my family and mm -hmm. my children. But I understand that my I'm my kids are going to be here way after me. And, right. and I'll be goddamn if my grandson or my great great grandson got to worry about getting fucked with by the police. You know exactly. what I mean? So my passion for my people comes out in what I do. But I enjoy what I do. And let's have a good conversation, sister. So talk to me real quick about where you are from i am from florida okay i've traveled across and found myself here in sacramento mm -hmm. which it's it's different mm -hmm. <laughs> between florida and georgia mississippi alabama like where hmm. else have we gone little rock arkansas and now sacramento wow wait okay wait a minute so all those different places because i've only been to my family is from new orleans so i've been to new orleans i live there for small pieces of time throughout my childhood. I've been to New York, I've been to Hawaii, a couple other places. But tell me about like what what are the what are the differences you've noticed be, being around black folks from all these different parts of the country? What are the differences and what are the things you think that kind of makes us all the same? Um the difference I believe would the first difference would be education. Hmm. Um some of the lower southern states our education is not there within our people. So the decisions that our people make unapologetically is not necessarily their fault on why they're making decisions because mm. they just aren't being educated on those topics. Yes. Um, over here, I noticed, I'm not sure if it's just the specific area that I'm in, but I've noticed it's more lax, not as, you know, rebellion ready and mm -hmm. you know civil war talking yes. <laughs> it's it's much laxer here everybody's relaxed living calmly together 
I mean, it, it's a massive difference, but down south is its own story. <laughs> you know what? That's It's funny you say it that way. So I have two things to say about that. Down south is where our struggle in this country began. Right. So it's it's weird to hear that they're they're not um, extremely informed about what we go through in 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 a position to kind of act on it. Wait. So when you say education, do you mean education as far as the school system or just the people's knowledge of what needs to take place for black folks? All around, honestly, um, huh. school system is severely poor in certain areas. Mississippi, Little mm. Rock, Arkansas, like the children that I was working with. It's it's kind of sad when you really think about it. Living in wow. America, you would think a 15, 14 year old can read, mm. can do basic math. And they're they're missing on those you know, the things that you really build on top of. So mm -hmm. they can't necessarily build if they don't have the foundation. Yes. And that's a big issue down there. Hmm. But, so when I say yes, adults don't necessarily have the education for us to be able to move forward and, you know, get into the seats that we need to get into and make the power moves that we need to make. Just protesting isn't enough, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have to have the education in certain areas to be able to make really big changes and a lot of the people don't so mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you know when you say like sacramento is laid back and slow the thing about our city <laughs> i've been here pretty much my whole life that's why people move here stephanie that's why people move here i know a lot of people from the bay area i know a lot of people from la who come here and they they're they don't like it here like <laughs> they don't <laughs> they're not like the nightlife is popping i'm gonna get it's, it's gonna be lit tonight no no no, no. <laughs> That's none of what they're thinking. They're like, this is quiet. I can raise my family here. There ain't a whole bunch of shit going on. You know what I mean? But then when you were saying the educational system is a little behind, it kind of makes sense that it's that way in the South, being that they want it to be that way. And I guess the farther you get from the South, the more advanced it is a little bit. But you're right. It's not it's, much. It's a struggle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So talk to me about ancestral favors, like the reason for the organization and what are like your main goals? OK, well, the organization was established in 2019. Mm -hmm. um, I started it because I watched was it 19. I'm not sure. It's been so long now. Um, well, George Floyd. Quickly after um, George Floyd, I watched that entire situation. I opened the nonprofit in hopes to go around the country. Well, I started in Florida to go around the country and find a way to start fixing the situation within our kids. That way, our future is more secure because it's not. It's it's difficult to give people knowledge and speak life into people that have already seen so much trauma, that have already been through so many different issues. You're kind of talking to a brick wall and trying mm -hmm. to chisel away at it every day. Now, mind you, yes, that's very necessary, but our children are still untapped. Mm -hmm. Our children are just beautiful soil ready to grow beautiful flowers, you know, and we forget that. I, I don't, a lot of people forget children. Children are, the future like they mm -hmm. always say and the children pretty much catapulted me doing everything that i'm doing and growing into what it has grown into mm -hmm. it literally came from just the love of the children and trying to find a way that 
to see if we can deal with this scenario and not have another George Floyd in 10 years, not have another George Floyd in five or 10. I mean, five months, six months, you know? Mm-hmm. So that that's pretty much where I started and began. You know, that's great because I mean, you're right. The children are our future and it's planting seeds in our kids can get us where we need to go. But right. check it out, family. Everybody listen to my voice. She being nice to y'all. Some <laughs> of these old Negroes be on some bullshit. I'm sorry to say it that way. So. It, I think the whole the whole saying you can't teach your old dog new tricks. I <laughs> I don't think that's true. I think if the old dog know he <laughs> know he doing old tricks, then maybe he'll want to learn the new tricks. But it it baffles me sometimes because I'm around in the businesses that I involve myself in. Thankfully, like for me personally, I'm not in corporate America anymore. So everybody that I'm around is black for the most part. And what I've noticed is older black people and i don't care if anybody that be around me that's older is listening i hope you are actually older black people sometimes they're stuck in their ways and they are more um i want to be nice here they're more based their their faith and their their movements is based in christianity at times and i (laughs) i i used to be hell on (laughs) when i first came into knowing a, a lot about our country and how shit happened. Like a lot of people, I was angry, right? So mm-hmm. I used to be hell on a Christian. Like no, regardless of your age, I used to be hell on a Christian. Now I'm more along the lines of whatever you're using to 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 be a better person. I don't care what it is, as long as it's not hurting anybody. I'm okay with it. But a lot of the older people I'm around, at times they use a lot of the um, Christian faith to put themselves in front of our struggle meaning they think you know i'm gonna just pray and when i die mm-hmm. it'll be better not realizing we dying right now on earth so we need help you know what i mean so yeah. i think some older people can be changed but some of some of our elders because i don't if you're 65 and you're around me i don't call you an elder <laughs> elder is a, a a person you don't have to be successful as long as you learn from your experiences and you can articulate what you learn to me to assist me in some way, you're my elder. But I'm 41 years old. Everybody listening to me. And I know older people. I used to think when I was a kid, when I see a 30 year old or a 40 year old, damn, that's a mature adult. No, it isn't. It's just a 30 year or 40 year old. If you haven't learned from your mistakes, you can actually be 15 in the mind. You know yeah. what I mean? So getting to the children <clears throat> is important. So I so I really feel you on that now. On some of your videos, I seen you talking to the kids about, um, and I seen just some of the pictures around, and you you focus a lot on the police brutality and 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 how we're treated by authorities, which is a great thing, which is something that we have to address. So tell me, and I'm basing this on one of your videos. What are some of the steps you think we can take to to mend the fences with the police departments around us, if it's even possible? Yeah, I had to take a deep breath (laughs) because the steps that I thought were the right steps for us to possibly take, you know, trying to build relationships with our departments, come on out. I've done a couple of community barbecues where the police would just come out, have a good time with the kids, you know, play basketball, shoot some hoops, whatever the case may be, tennis, whatever. Um, bounce houses and the kids get to see the police officers in a different way, have personal conversations with them. 
and let the police officers get to know the names of the people that they're policing. Because a lot of the time, officers don't know the person and then they say that they're scared. But if you knew that person and you were in the community and you're actually policing, you would know that person wouldn't hurt you when you come into a situation. So you wouldn't be tempted to just draw your gun because you know that person has a name. You know that person has a story because you've communicated with that person. But if there's never any kind of communication, there's never any kind of, you know, any kind of humanity in the situation prior to a chaotic situation, then obviously they're going to handle it in a different manner. Mm -hmm. I can't necessarily say that works because I've done it and I've seen the same thing. So <laughs> I might not be the right one to ask. I mean, we just continue, continue doing what we're doing. And hopefully one day it will change. That's, that's a great <laughs> attitude to have. And uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not being facetious. I'm serious. I think any attempts I see my people making to make corrections, I think you just learn on you you just learn during the process, right? right? You learn what works and what doesn't work. But if you don't try certain shit, then you're not gonna know it don't work. I think this is my <laughs> whole philosophy about how we're treated by white people, like fuck <laughs> cops, just people who don't live around us, right? Right. I think one of the biggest pre uh, uh, reasons, and I always say this, in large numbers, white people and black people do not live around each other. That's a fallacy. We think because we can go to the same store. Uh, go to go to the same movie theater, go to the same school that we are we are communicating with each other and getting a feel for who we are. I yeah. think that's a crock of shit. I, I think in large numbers, they don't live around us. So I don't know if this is even feasible, but I think police departments should institute specifically for urban communities. Maybe you have to live amongst us. And I, this doesn't mean you have to be someone black. I prefer it to be a brother or a sister, but all skin folk ain't kin folk. You know how that go. Mm -hmm. But I think I prefer if you lived around us or if you live in Roseville, you actually live in Roseville. You went to high school in Roseville. It's no fucking reason you should be in South Sacramento policing the citizens because melanated people, people with melanin, Everything about us is different. Our right. vibration is different. We move different. Right. We talk different. So some of their fear is just based on the fact, like you said, they don't know us. But even if I think if you train them, like the whole sensitivity type training, not sure if that'll work. If you what you did is a good idea. Hey, these are humans. It's, this is so fucked up. We got to do this. But <laughs> hey, these are humans. Come fucking eat food and play basketball with these humans and you'll see. That yeah. they're just like you. And because the majority of the country is white, all of us, because people tell me sometimes that I'm racist, which you know I can't be, but I'm racist or I'm prejudiced and I'm all of this. I'm like, wait a minute. Because of where I was raised in South Sacramento, the nice restaurants, the nice establishments, all my middle-aged white teachers, I've been around white people forcibly my whole life. So what happens is I say, damn, some of them cool, some of them ain't. But this only happened because I was around them. Right. If you're not around somebody and you see all you see is T.I. on TV and fucking <laughs> the rappers and the basketball players. So you see me and I'm T.I. I'm like, right. no, I'm not. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> but it's just a, it's just a mental thing. Thinking, you know what? Oh, Lego, one of your babies. And yeah. I'll be thinking, you know what? What if we were in that position where you never see anyone white? just on TV and they have on jewelry and they're shooting people and you see all these negative stereotypes and then you finally see one. 
it's, it's going to be a shock to the system. So I don't shoot them any bail for that. I'm a little understanding, but overall, like the mentality of people outside of our community has to change. So I'm with you on that. And I applaud you for just putting your best foot forward to make a change. Now, tell me this. So we understand that there's something the government can do about like police sanctioned violence, like how they can punish them, some things they can put into play. But tell me, in your opinion, like as black parents, right, as black parents, as black citizens, what can we do to put ourselves in a better position so some of these things don't happen uh, happen to us, in your opinion? <laughs> in my I, I want to be honest. Please, please do. I am a fan of separation. Mm. Um, I think we are far gone. We're far gone on what. <laughs> Excuse me. We're far gone on attempting to heal it in the middle of the chaos. Mm. So I do think that our people need to bring their money together, get a group of friends, and purchase as much land as you can. And start building your own community mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. then. Hi. <laughs> okay. Um, because, ah, excuse me, um, creating jobs, our police departments, fire stations, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we can create a lot of, um, what are they called? Careers. Children can see you know, positive black role models in the community and mm -hmm. seeing one second. Yeah, no, she's completely right. Like, you know, she'll be back here in a second, but she's completely right. Having our own is essential. Many people think that if we created like more black Wall Streets and more environments or enclaves that are all black, some people think that, you know, they'll just come blow the shit up like they did black Wall Street. And I'm... I understand that philosophy and that mentality. It, it, it makes sense to me to a degree. But also, I think Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, what great, great establishments, movie theaters, banks, like these black folks was doing it, which we've right. done throughout history since we the first motherfuckers here. Like we we can we can put some things together. Extremely right. brilliant people. However, the, <laughs> the only thing that they, they, they didn't have that I think they should have had is a gun store is a military, some way of protecting yourself. I think the African nature of our people is, hey, you hungry? Come on in here. Right. Hey, you hungry? You need something? Come on. That's how we've been able to get- I got you. Bamboozled so much, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. but, you're, but you're right. So keep speaking to that. Um, yeah, I mean, not only that, I, like I say, I believe our children are everything. So if we want our children to become the next Senate, you know, go ahead and be able to run for the presidency so we can actually make those big changes. We have to be able to grow those people. We have to breed them. Mm -hmm, and if mm -hmm. they are not seeing the positivity that we're attempting to establish into them, it's kind of a lost seed planted. Yes. So separation, ownership, mm -hmm. investing, let's do it the way that they do it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's the only way we're going to be able to succeed is to do it like they do it. Mm -hmm. Even if you don't necessarily like what they do to succeed, that's how we're going to succeed. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I don't 
become everything being so such a melting pot now and they're saying everything is equal and et cetera, et cetera, whatever the case may be. It's mm-hmm. never going to be equal for us. It never has been mm-hmm. in the past and the past always predicts the future. Does it not? Yep. So yep. why are we sitting around hoping for a future that looks completely different for us when we know what the past showed, we know what these people are capable of and mm-hmm. they're showing us now more than ever, especially since Trump. Yeah. They're showing us that they're not scared. They're not afraid to come out with their KKK stuff. I mean, literally, a Sacramento elementary school just had KKK spray painted all over their campus, Mm. segregated the water fountains and everything. Mm -hmm. These people are no longer afraid and hiding behind their white cloak. They're Mm -hmm. out here doing it. So what are we waiting for? That that's that's real shit, and and I think integration because again, I'm my 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 mindset is evolving. I used to be hell on Martin Luther King. I used to be hell on politicians. Like I couldn't stand any of these motherfuckers. Then I had to read, and I had to realize certain people was doing the best they could at the time. At the time. Martin Luther King did admit, "Hey, I could have been walking my people into a burning building." So he knew. This nonviolent shit may not have worked the way I mm-hmm. wanted it to. You know what I mean? And I think integration kind of ruined a lot of stuff before integration we knew we had all we had was us so it was it was black everything you needed to go to the dentist it was somebody black you needed exactly. to go to the doctor it was somebody black you know what i mean but integration kind of messed things up and but i'm now i'm trying to give i'm hell on coons too you know what i mean but i'm trying my best to give all of my people a fair shot i just spoke to a politician for the first time in my life like i interviewed the mayor of Centris heights I didn't even know if Citrus Heights had a damn mayor. <laughs> she's a black woman, right? And what I was trying to figure out from her, like, okay, if you're black and you're a politician, and let's say in your heart you're a revolutionary, can you really change shit? Like, can you really go in there and say, this is what I want for my people, y'all do it? And she articulated the fact that it's difficult being in those positions and you can't just push a button. Right. You have to get other people on board. You know what I mean? But I was telling her, you know, we need to continue to the political process is a part of the process. Right. Like I used to be hell on marching too. like the shit don't do nothing. Now I'm aware that it, it's one of the tools we can use to bring awareness. It's one of the tools we can use to make people understand exactly what we're going through. But the unity piece that you was just that you was just mentioning. That's important because it, 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 it's funny that you say that because we have a lot of black people who be, who get in high positions, but sometimes they were bred at these white institutions where they may not think black like that. They, right. they get so far removed that they begin to look down at us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They see they see what they're taught as fact, mm-hmm. but not everything that's taught is true. Mm hmm. Definitely, definitely. So a couple other things I want to touch on with you. So we talked about the police brutality piece. Now, what do you think about like when you look at our communities and how we relate to one another? Because sometimes, you know, I'm always on social media because of what I do. And I see people mention, you know, black men and black women can't can't get together. We having all these kids out of wedlock. Now we know some of these statistics and and how some of this shit is framed isn't true. But like, what's your overall thought on how we relate to it to one another as black women and black men? 
I think it depends on where you are, first mm-hmm. and foremost, mm-hmm. because I see a lot of beautiful Black couples. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we're coming from with this Black people, Black women and Black men aren't having healthy relationships, because that's not, that's not true at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that as a whole, our, our people need to be healed. They're going through a lot of trauma and reacting in their everyday lives with that trauma attached and not even realizing that that's what's driving their decisions. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do believe that we have a lot of single mothers out here with children. Yes. Mm -hmm. I see certain men not being a father figure that they should be or whatever the case may be. A lot of men are also incarcerated. That's another Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot that goes on top of it. That's stopping um, more black families, Mm -hmm. but for the men that are out here that are willing to be a family member and that do want to be in a black relationship, a healthy black relationship, just it, it begins with looking within if you start loving yourself, mm. then you will attract a whole woman as well. You know, same thing for a woman. You start loving yourself, you will attract a whole man. And it won't be a situation where it's two half people trying to mm. connect because it doesn't work. And, you know, now we're creating a child in a situation that wasn't going to work from the day one because yeah. we weren't whole coming into the situation. Yes. So and- healing is, is my answer for that no that's you're 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 completely spot on sister healing understanding mental health that's why i'm okay so i think certain black people in our community they get to a point where they um find themselves or they get to a point where they want to do better and a lot of times this comes by way of religion like they find god and that turns them into a person that wants to do better or whatever right i think but and this is i don't give a shit who don't like this i think before i'm not saying not to be in touch with your creator right but first thing we got to do just being beings on this earth with everything that we've been through i think first you got to get in touch with history like you were saying earlier so you don't repeat it so understand like that we were breeded as slaves understand that our psychology was done to us was done to us on purpose now this isn't to make an excuse like you can't say i was a slave they they disenfranchised me so i can just go out here and do whatever the fuck i want that's not the thing but if you learn about all these things i think it'll put you in a better position mentally because like you just said uh, there's a lot of half people having you're not whole you don't know who you are and i speak to this vehemently because i was one of these people i'm 17 18 years old not no father around i have brothers and a mother who's trying their best, but I'm looking at an example of for my brothers who are, you know, like womanizers to a degree. And I'm looking at my father who was kind of the same kind of man. So this is my upbringing and this is what I'm being raised to see. So all of us end up having kids out of wedlock, not understanding the the beauty of a family structure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because many people say, hey, you have to be, be married or whatever. I'm not pro-marriage. I'm pro-healthy relationship. Right. So if you're in a healthy relationship in the home with your kids, that's really how it should be. All of us, when when relating, and I just did a video about this, all of us, when relating to the opposite sex, we should all strive to be in the same home. Now, that shit don't work all the time. 
we are this is America with any race of people. You can make the you can make the valued attempt, but it don't it don't work out. Whatever. But we gotta at least try. Like right. we gotta oh, we gotta put ourselves in a position mentally where we can at least try to do that. You know what I mean? Because if if not, we may end up staying this same cycle. And I know racism, everybody listen to me. I know racism is a factor and you should be aware of it and fight against it. But personal accountability is a real thing too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I also believe this whole relationship thing, they're attempting to slow down the population, our population, and think about how many years ago were they putting our men in prison and hanging them for being with white women now mm-hmm. turn every other corner. And that's the norm now. Mm-hmm. But then when you really think about it, should that be the norm or did they place that to be the norm? Mm. You know, there it's the situation is so layered. Mm. We just keep pulling layers back, hoping to find out the truth. But when you really look at it, you don't know. Mm. I'm not saying that everyone is wrong and everyone is part of the plan, but mm-hmm. people might be used in the plan and not even realize that they're part of the plan. Very true. Very true. Because I'm I do videos about interracial relationships a lot only because it fascinates me. (laughs) And I've come to the conclusion that I don't mind if a black man dates a white woman or a Mexican woman. I just think you should be rooted in your blackness. Now, I'm not going to lie and say I don't prefer my sons to bring home a black girl or a black woman. I'm never going to back down from that other races of people do the same thing right a lot of i i went to a college in roseville that was pretty much all white and what i noticed is their mentality was as a young person i'll have fun with with whoever i want to have fun with but try bringing this nigga home to mama when it's time to get married yeah they don't have so we shouldn't be afraid to say i want i don't i prefer my kid to bring home somebody that looks like me. I think sometimes being in this society, what I'm learning from being someone who speaks about racism, being someone who openly talks about a lot of this shit, people around me, <laughs> not a lot of people, but there are people around me who be like, shh, <laughs> like stop all that. Like you're going to make them mad. Who the fuck am I going to make mad? <laughs> being unapologetically, outwardly saying, I love my people and I want to do whatever I can to improve our standing. There's nothing wrong with that. And if somebody has a problem with that, maybe they got some issues they're dealing with. You know what I mean? So I don't mind my brothers dealing with somebody white. Just think black. Like, date white, but think black. Because I know, like, I'm a (laughs) – and I bring this brother up a lot because I love him. Dr. Umar Johnson, he he creates this – He's he's hell on <laughs> black men who and it's in this inter- <laughs> and it's entertaining to me. And it's kind of funny. And I don't disagree with his stance. His shit yeah. is like if you, how you love us, if you don't love us, how you love us, if you're not laying down with a black woman. Now, throughout history, I'm aware that there's been black men who have white wives, Mexican wives, Asian wives who still did good things in the community. You know what I mean? So I don't mind it, but I'm not going to act like I don't prefer Right. If we stay with our own, there's nothing wrong with that. Not only that, but when you go home, the person that you go home to, in my opinion, this is just a personal opinion. Mm-hmm. The person you go home to should be able to understand your struggle when you step out of the house. 
Now, from personal experience, yet again, I I know someone who is a black man in a relationship with a white woman, got pulled over, roughed up, slammed into the car, etc. He got home and she kept asking over and over. And it kind of, it went over everybody's head until the amount of times that she asked the same thing. It was like, why are you worried about that? You know, it doesn't even matter. What did you do? I knew that was the question. What did you do? Yeah. Like, how? why did he, come on, you telling me you didn't do anything? <laughs> yeah. Like, but that's the person that you're going home to. So if they don't understand it, you can't fault them because that's not their struggle. That's not what they see. Yeah, they see it on the news, okay. You know, but living it is completely different. You can't get upset when you go home and you can't really speak the way that you want to speak or you have to sugarcoat some of the words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. that's, yep. that's a thing. That does something to your mentals. It does. And I have a friend of mine who... um the a really really good friend of mine of course i'm not gonna say his name but he has dated like women outside of the black race and now he's single he's out there dating and for the first time he was with a not the first time but for a long it's, it's been a long time he had a black mm -hmm. woman and he and i said to him because i don't how i feel about our people excuse me i give it to people around me in doses like it may seem like people see me doing this and think I'd be on the street preaching to everybody. That's not the case. I'm actually really reserved. If you don't want this work, I don't give it to you. That, that's where I'm at now. Like if you don't, I'm not going to just be in your ear talking about all this black shit. Now, if you ask me, then I'm always going to give you any information about any part of history that you want. But my friend, I asked him, I said, hey, I see you, you know, you got you a sister. Is, was that purposeful? You know what I mean? Just trying to pick his brain and he admitted the cultural differences, if you're in touch with your culture as a black person, the cultural differences can be a thing. I just don't like it when brothers, sometimes brothers are comfortable in that position because they're not attached to us anyways. Right. So they get with a white girl and they be at a party or something where it's them and hella white people because that's always a barometer like that's like how you test your blackness sometimes if it's you and hella white folks what you standing on what you gonna talk about and i know black men who be in that position and they gonna hear the black joke and laugh they gonna hit because their white folks will direct the shit at you so what do you think about george floyd you feel me and it's all in and you and you got to be able to stand on your and own stand too, true right and stand true about what you with but sometimes if you do stand up you probably wouldn't be in that position anyways, because <laughs> I think we have Caucasian and Mexican aid. We have allies, but you have to establish that. Like you have to initially when you are courting a woman for me, this is what I would do. Like if I was single again and I had to be out there dating and it was <laughs> and I'm looking for women or whatever. If there's a woman that's not black, then that's going to be I'm going to wear it on my chest almost like this is how I feel about my people. And if you are indifferent, then we're not going to be able to work out. You know what I mean? Right. We need to be able to like stand on that, which is extremely important to me. Now, something else, like what do you feel about our mental health? Like, do you think that black folks need to go to psychiatrists? Do you think that's good for us? Do How do you think we should handle growing up with one parent, growing up with parents that are on drugs, growing up in environments where there's no resources? Some of us think the answer is running. 
Like as soon as I get as soon as I grow up, I'm getting the fuck out of here. What do you think it's like? How how should we deal with the mental the mental health aspect of our community? Well, first of all, let's never run. <laughs> Running is not good for you. Um, but yeah, we definitely need we need to talk to someone. Um, I know that some people may say it's too expensive, doesn't do anything for me. I'm just talking. When you get it out, you can understand it better for yourself. Whether the person you're sitting and talking to understands your struggle, whether they're giving you really good advice, just the words coming out of your mouth have has your mind understand it in a different way. Mm-hmm. That way you can now take it in and understand it, dissect it, chop away what it needs to be chopped away and mm-hmm. heal it and learn from the thing that's been eating at you because everything that comes into our lives is here for a reason. We're either meant to learn from it or propel from it. And if you're not propelling from it, that means it was a failure and you're supposed to learn something from it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't close things because they never learned the lesson. Mm. So yes, mental health is a big deal. And yes, we do definitely need to go speak to people. Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you speak to, just speak about it. Don't hold it in and don't run away. That's yep. that doesn't help anything. Definitely. And I think the idea of speaking to an unpartial person who won't judge you, there's beauty in that. Because right. I know people who may go to like a bar or something, right? Or go to an environment where they don't really know anybody. And they may talk to a person they just met and spill so much of what they go through. And I think it's kind of based on talking to your cousin or your mom or your friend. I mean, that could be tricky at times because they can talk (laughs) to somebody else. So just the freedom of knowing this person isn't going to share my business or say anything about what I'm saying, because like you was just saying, I think sometimes we have things in our minds and we're contextualizing what's going on. I think to say it out loud is an extremely powerful thing because I'm, like most of the men in my family, most of them are doing good now, but they come from situations where they had to go to jail for a while. They have broken homes. They had to participate. How can I put it in certain levels of violence to survive? Right. So I'll be telling them, like, we need to go talk to somebody. I think if you're in a neighborhood and you had to hurt somebody, let's say because we look at right. We look at the crime that we do to each other it's not black on black shit crime is proximity based we know that by now but the things we do to each other if you a brother that for whatever reason had to harm somebody whether you beat the shit out of him you shot him whatever the person you hurt is dealing with that and that's some trauma they have to deal with but some most people don't look at the trauma the person that inflicted it if you had to actually use a weapon against someone this is a brutal act this is why people in the army come back here and they be all fucked up this isn't normal to inflict certain types of pain on people and especially to see what happens to them afterwards that's trauma that's that's you got to go talk to somebody you got to do something you know what i mean instead of just like self-medicating right of course oh man (laughs) self-medication yeah this definitely needs to be spoken about there's a i mean First of all, all of us go through post-traumatic slave syndrome. If you don't know about it, Mm -hmm. you should definitely, definitely learn about it. Mm -hmm. So that alone, dealing with post-traumatic slave syndrome, and then 
adding on top of it the environmental crime or all the other things that are being added onto it. Domestic violence is a big deal in our community as well. Mm -hmm. So adding all of those on top of it, I mean, there's so much that you can heal by yourself. There's, Mm -hmm. there's, it's not, you know, you'll be chipping away at something for years that could be healed in a matter of six months, three months, whatever the case may be, because Mm -hmm. everybody's different, but you can deal with it in a much shorter time frame. You can get away with it and move your, move on with your life and leave it behind you and learn mm-hmm. from the lessons because there's someone else there to able be able to pull things out that you might not have been able to see. You know, you could talk about it all you want with whomever you want to in your life, but they can, all, you know, people take your um, commentary and run around with it or they'll know you so personally they'll try to give you advice that they would do in your shoes that Mm -hmm. might not work for you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's simply because they know your life they know how you deal with things there it's it's always good to speak with somebody that does not know you personally that's outside of your home you know there you go it's it's important yep and and black folks be aware man like if if you grew up in a certain environment and you didn't have nurturing parents and you didn't have resources. This is white supremacy family. Now, I'm not telling you this to use it as an excuse to go out and do anything negative or to wallow in your misery. This is to let you know that it, there was a system put in place to put you in the position you're in today. So 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 be confident in the fact that no other group of people in America had to go through what we go through. This doesn't mean I'm not sensitive to what Jewish people went through or, or went through what Asian people had to go through. The We all had to deal with different forms of white supremacy in this country, right? But us, there's specific things that have taken place. And many people tell me, like, quit talking about it. Slavery was a long time ago. Fuck slavery. We talking about Jim Crow. We talking about redlining. We talking about the the actual creation of ghettos. Ghettos were created in America. <laughs> the, me, the, I know older black people in in, in the Sacramento area, 60 something years old, who can tell you when I got to Sacramento, I wanted to buy a house at Elk Grove. I had the money, I had the capital, I had a good job. I wanted to buy a house in Elk Grove. They told me I couldn't. So now I'm in the Meadowview area. Now I'm in the pocket. Now I'm in these different areas. And we were kind of forced to be in these Red areas. We, this is a real thing. And they still, look, I, I, I seen a video in an article maybe four months ago about a couple who got an appraisal on their home, black couple, young couple, got an appraisal on their home. It was just them. They had their black pictures up and all they shit. They got one price, let's say $175,000. They had their white friend, a female, they took down their pictures, had the white female do the appraisal again, and the house was valued at like three seventy five. dollars So you mean to tell me that's $200,000 in, in America, fuck what they're telling you, wealth, for the most part, is accumulated through real estate. Yeah. So the wealth gap in our country is a purposeful action that was placed on us. And we need to be aware of this. We need to be aware of these pitfalls so we can try to avoid them. You know what I mean? Definitely. We need to be educated. Mm -hmm. Organized. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's the only way. 
Yep. And I think unity comes in different forms, but there needs to be a unification because like I said, I'm getting better with my coon problem. Like if I see, (laughs) if I see you, you're on TV or you're in a position of power or, or whatever your walk of life is. And it seems to me that you're purposely or even unknowingly hurting us by your words or your actions that bothers me because when we look at all of the slave revolts that were forted, like hundreds upon hundreds of them didn't work out because some nigga thought white ice was colder and meritorious manumission and all these things that had black people thinking, if I tell on somebody, I'll get a better seat in the house or I'll get a better position on this plantation. You know what I mean? And a lot of black folks still got that same mentality, but I'm getting better. Like now I'm, I'm practicing <laughs> reprimanding them in private like i'm not gonna i don't want to publicly discipline you because the, the, everybody's watching so now i'm trying to get to a point where i say okay if i can actually reach out to this person or hopefully people around this person is pulling into the side like hey what you're doing is kind of fucking all of us up because the public fighting the public spats because i'm in a position now where i'm talking to everybody I'm trying to be the best example possible, but you know, Haiti in 1804, if any of you guys don't know, Haiti, they won a war in 1804. They beat shit, the French, a lot of white men. <laughs> they, they were successful. And yeah. the reason why they were successful, and I'm going to always say this, this needs to be stated. The, before they sharpened their knives and was ready to die for their country, they said, wait, we about to run out there. But before we ran out there, Let's go find all the coons. Let's find them. We got to get them first. <laughs> if we don't get them first, then they gonna then they gonna make sure this shit don't pop off. Now they killed them, so I'm not saying we should kill Charles. Barkley. I'm just playing. It's a joke. Okay, it's a joke. Okay, shit. I'm saying we need to be aware of where they at. Yeah. And 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 sit sit them in a corner or something. And shit, your ass don't move till we till we done or. <laughs> Until you can prove your worth. I'm being funny, but mm. like the level of unification that we need is a serious thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. On very on a bunch of different platforms, <laughs> just like how Haiti had it and they had their organization very pulled together nice and tight with a pretty bow because they had their military force, they had their churches, they had there was a lot more than just the fighting involved. So mm-hmm organization is key because that's the only way we're going to be able to realize what do we have what are we missing ain't that you know what's next and it's funny you mentioned the separation piece the separation piece could be like one of the qualifiers because we remove (laughs) we remove all the white ice we remove Mm -hmm. all the white shit and just say hey y'all let's look at each other no, no, no. You can't go over there. Quit looking over there. <laughs> <laughs> We're right here. <laughs> stay right here. I know you know. Stay right here. We're going to build this up. We got some lawyers over here. We mm-hmm. got some doctors over here. We got we're going to come together. And then once we get this shit right, then we can go out and, and produce things. Then exactly. we can go out. But this has to be a mentality shift, because I'll be honest with you, sis. I think if we did that today. Without the proper edification of our minds, a lot of us gonna be hurting each other. Like we we not gonna see it. As, <clears throat> we, we not gonna see the value in it. You know what I mean? I see. I'm working on it. Don't say that. I'm working on it. <laughs> 
I mean, I find moments, I find moments where it's like, come on, I thought we were all on the same page. And then you realize that we're really not. We mm -hmm. have to bring it back to the round table and discuss it again. But mm -hmm. I think that a lot of us are fed up enough. Yes. And the country's going through a, such a big shift. If you don't mm -hmm. realize it, turn the TV on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, real estate, there are whole towns for sale right now hmm. in 2022 hmm. that we can put all of our finances together, create a GoFundMe, whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. find an accountant to really make sure that everybody's, you know, accurate and no issues are going on mm -hmm. and truly by this by there are towns full towns you're tired of what's going on around where you live mm -hmm. you're tired of the legislation not listening to you you're tired of not being heard all of this i'm tired of having to go protest every month mm -hmm. i'm tired i'm tired of whose name is it now yeah come on yes we're we're way past that so yes separation it's coming I don't mind it. I don't mind it. And I think everybody has to be willing to make some sacrifices. I know sometimes what I do, I know if I got on the internet and I talked about hip hop a lot, or if I just talked about what's going on in the news, like with the rappers and the goddamn video vixens and all this stupid shit that people consume themselves <laughs> with, I know having fun and releasing yourself from your responsibilities and just having a moment where you don't have to think and you can just relax and laugh. I know there's a place for that, but sacrifices have to be made to get us to where we need to go of course that's why i'm so big on history because some of these individuals from history malcolm martin mega evers these individuals died in their 30s like they yeah. they committed themselves to our struggles some people think it was for nothing i think it was for something and i think all of us have to continue to fight you know what i mean so i appreciate you coming on Thank the show you. today sister and having a conversation with me conversation i appreciate you no worries. Conversations like this are necessary. We always yeah. have to find a space to have these kind of discussions. I think it's just like one brain at a time. You know what I mean? Maybe Fuck it's a black person who wasn't aware of certain things or they didn't know how bad it was. I don't know how the hell they didn't, but let's just say they didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think conversations like this and sometimes when I, you know, I speak with like an elevated tone, sometimes I'm just trying to wake up my people. I speak and how I talk is how I talk. Like I use profanity. I use nigga. I don't care about none of that. I'm I'm well versed in how to speak in any room I'm in, but I know how my people are. So sometimes I'm just trying to shock their damn soul. Right. So, so they <laughs> wake because, up. Wake up. Because I look at some of the young dudes in our community, sis, like I consider these brothers our warrior class, like the young brothers who will pick up a gun and fucking shoot somebody and go have a hamburger i say dude you are that's not right what you did right <laughs> but, we can, but we can use you, Definitely. <laughs> if, you Definitely. If, you're, if you're willing to do that <laughs> for the community because think about that like i just did a video about this too if we look at trayvon martin or any of these individuals with cops youtube uh, uh world i'm not promoting violence <laughs> i'm not promoting violence at all but when violence happens to us, if we took it upon ourselves to say, how can I put it? I'm going to go figure this out. We got a group of brothers from the community and they say, I'm going to go figure this out. I'm going to go talk to this person <laughs> to see <laughs> to see what's going on and how we can prevent this. Because like you were just saying, the marching, the protesting, unfortunately, a part of it is still happening because we don't have a form of a militia. 
This isn't just going out and doing no stupid shit. But we need a group of us to say, you know what? Let's go check on that problem. Mm-hmm. Let's go make sure the person who committed this travesty understands they were wrong. You know? Okay, cool. The jury let him off. That's fine, you guys. We shouldn't care. Okay, the jury let him off. Okay. Is he still alive in this country? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So I appreciate you coming on the show today, sis. I appreciate a, you for having me. I'm going to continue to stay connected with you. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can reach you, how they can support your organization. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at Ancestral Favors. You can support same way through Instagram and I'll let you know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I don't post very much, but you inbox me. I'll let you know where I am and what we're doing for the week. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So everybody, this has been a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo Podcast. Difficult conversations, man. We're always going to talk about everything going on in our community, and I laugh and I have fun. I'm getting better at that, but this is actually pretty fucking serious. When you look at everything going on around us, I know Instagram is inundated with, with fun and joking and videos of people falling and twerking and all of these things. <laughs> I enjoy this shit sometimes, but my primary focus is building up my people. My primary focus is making sure I leave this world a better place than I found it. And that should be the goal for all of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, so this course. has been, so this is, oh, and digital platforms, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook got a podcast app now, and my numbers are going up there. So I appreciate everybody. Please do me a favor and leave a review, leave a review. Even if you don't like it, I'll comment. As long as you have a picture, that's my rule. Everybody on YouTube, you YouTubers are very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> you people on YouTube. You're lucky I'm 41 now because how you talk to me isn't cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I don't, so you guys talk so much shit. I don't, I, I don't comment or I don't reply to things. But if you're respectful and you have a picture, because I'm, I'm showing you my damn face. It isn't fair. If you can have <laughs> just a weird little something on your pit, I need to see who you are. Then we can have a conversation. If I need to improve things, if there's something you want me to talk about, whatever the case may be, let's conversate. Like I always say, a lot of our disagreements, a lot of the the things we go through with different races of people, even with our own people, sometimes it's a communication thing. And sometimes the best way to get over a communication hurdle is just by having a conversation, family. Right. Everybody listening on, on YouTube, continue to subscribe, continue to like the page, continue to share all the videos that I do. I really do appreciate everybody. This is your brother Harrison, the Melanie the Convo podcast. 